your show. You can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So we're going to start things out here tonight with a special guest. His name is Sam, and he's in jail. Sam. Hey, guys. You're on Free Talk Live. Sam from ObscuredTruth.com. Uh, what are you in, your 11th or 12th day or something like that? I think it's 11 days now. Been in of... since, uh, oh, boy, echoing on my end. I'm not sure what that means. Getting a notice from the uh, the board operator here. Uh, so are we still echoing, board op? Just want to make sure. Okay, good. All right, so, Sam, you were arrested last week because you dared to exercise what you believed was your freedom of the press and bring a camera, a video camera, into a public courtroom. Or actually, you never even made it into the courtroom. You actually never made it through the lobby. Right. I wasn't uh, even intending to go in the courtroom, simply stand in the lobby and film. Now, it wasn't, yeah, you were filming in the lobby. Um, Ian said you brought the camera in. It wasn't that the camera was brought in. It was that what you were using it to film. So then they threw you in a jail cell, and you didn't give them your legal name, and they got very upset about that, so they decided they were going to hold on to you in that jail cell until you decided to give said legal name, and uh, pretty much that's what you've been doing is kind of waiting them out for the last week and a half, as Ivy, uh, uh, kind of our local legal eagle here, has been filing some uh, paperwork on your behalf in the uh, the court and well, I guess she hasn't been allowed to file it on your behalf. Or Bring me up to speed, Sam. Where the hell are we today? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Ivy's been working really hard in the background. At, at first, she was going to be allowed to represent me. We filed. I filed a power of attorney as John Doe, which is what I was booked into at the jail, to allow her to work on the case, which is what the court demanded. Um, she took that to court, and then they decided, no, it has to be in his full legal name. We won't accept it. So from that point on, I've been denied access to any lawyers until I give my full legal name, again, because you yeah. only have rights in New Hampshire if you consent to the government. Well, I, th- I think that I mean, I, I think we're dancing around some issues that are very important for people just tuning in. Is a when you're arrested, you have the right to remain silent, or so they tell us on all the cop shows. Yeah. And if you have the right to remain silent, that would include telling pe- telling the cops your full legal name or any p- portion of your name or anything. You have the right to remain silent, and that is p- partially or totally because you choose which word comes out of your mouth at any given time. And um, you also have the right to a speedy trial, and that's being circumvented because they won't give you any trial until they get your name. So the things that we've been told all along are not true. That's absolutely correct. And not only that, you know, I was held in a jail cell for over three days before I was even given a bar of soap. Wow. I was kept in the cage 24 hours a day. The federal regulations say you're supposed to be let out at least one hour a day. Mark, you probably know this. Showers every two or three days, I think. None of that happened. And, uh, you know, they even came one day when they finally moved me to Max after I scratched freeking.com into the wall of the uh, rubber cell they had me in. They came and said, do you want your uh, rec room, which is where they let you out for an hour to where you can actually walk around inside of another bigger room. And I said yes, and then they came back and said, well, you can't get that unless you come down and process. And so then, you know, they 
left me in the cage for a fourth day. Because it would be so important. Uh, I mean, this is a this is a room inside of a jail. It's not like you're going to go anywhere. Right. What's the point in having your legal name to do that? Right. It just it doesn't make any sense. It, well, it does. It, it comes down to uh, submitting to their will, to their authority, and and uh, you know letting them win essentially. So we had you on earlier this week to kind of give us an update, and something new occurred today, and so I wanted to make sure that you were the one to tell the story uh, rather than having me just relay the basics. Yeah, something very interesting happened. They they um, came in this morning, took me outside, just outside. the. Uh, I've been moved, by the way, back down to the booking area uh, because they, in the commotion, forgot to do the TB shot, tuberculosis shot to see if I have that or not. Um, so the jail superintendent was pretty upset about that. I went ahead and consented and let him inject me with whatever it was. Wait a minute. Yeah, that wait, seems wait, pretty wait. darn kind. It's not supposed to be an injection. Uh, well, I guess it's a little under-the-skin thing, but it wasn't yeah. like a plunger needle, was it? It was. No, no, it was under-the-skin, just barely, okay. but it was a needle. Um, so then now I'm back in, the, actually in the same holding cell you were in over the couch, <laughs> except I've got three roommates. And, uh, so did I. One of them hasn't had a shower for four days, and let me tell you, he doesn't smell like a bed of roses. <laughs> well, anytime <laughs> you put four men in the same room and uh, basically make it so there's no air transfer in and out, because there's very, very little, uh, it starts to get kind of rank. It smells, yeah. <laughs> Awful. Um, they did actually today let us mop it out and, and stuff, so it wasn't as bad, but it's, it didn't take long before that died off. Um, anyway, so they, the, one of the lieutenants pulls me out and asks, you know, will you book at Team PD? And I explained, you know, I will book as John Doe. Uh, I'll give them, you know, whatever is lawfully required. That's the photographing and fingerprinting, uh, which is was never asked of me. So you you were willing to cooperate with those parts, but uh, as far as the name was concerned, that's that the name is seems to have been the crux of this entire last week and a half. This uh, this odyssey that it's been is that uh, they just won't do anything without the legal name. And what you've said is that they should be able to process you all the way through their system under John Doe. And it seems like they don't want to do that. Why is that? Um, I don't know. You know, it is, I'm sure part of it is they don't want to get somebody in here who is, say, if I was a, a murderer or a serial killer or something and wanted in 10 states, um, and I don't give them my name and they end up letting me go, they would look pretty bad. But, again, that's what fingerprints are for. That's why right. they have these other identification systems that don't rely on somebody giving their name. This is really right. about authority. Right, it's absolutely true, because the, the guy who's wanted in 10 states for whatever ha sort of heinous crimes that he's committed is not going to give his real name anyway. He's going to lie right off the bat. He's not going to say, well, I'd prefer not to give you my uh, my real legal name, officer, because I'm wanted in 10 states, so here's a, here's a pseudonym. Um, he's not going to do that. He's going to lie. That's why they have the fingerprints, and they will catch him in short order. They always do. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I explained that and, and explained what I what I would consent to and what I was unwilling to, which included giving them a Social Security number. I was not willing to do that because there's a New Hampshire law that uh, Bill has pointed out that says only the IRS can demand that for valid tax purposes. It, you know, it can't be used for anything else or can't be required to be used for anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and they just kind of said, okay, and this was apparently a call from Rivera uh, this morning. The prosecutor. Yes. So 
this afternoon, I think about 2 o'clock, um, they came back in and said, hey, we're going to take you over to Keene PD. And we took a nice ride over there. They helped me into the car and everything because I'm kind of weak uh, now. You haven't been eating. Right. Um, and then we went into the Keene Police Department. There were two of the uh, officers there at the desk. Very friendly, completely different uh Oh, you okay there? I'm here, I'm here. The, the cord's kind of messed up on this phone. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember that from that cell. <laughs> uh, if I can get it. Okay, so they were very friendly. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Yep, we got you. Go uh, ahead. Uh, I sat down at the bench. They started asking questions. They asked, uh, what's your name? And I said, oh, I was going to book as John Dotson. I thought that was understood. They said, fine. And they go, what's your real name? I said, I wish to remain silent. And they said, okay. Hmm. They asked for a social security number. I explained the law requires, you know, the law says this, and no problem. I Wait, gave, one second, um, before you go on with the uh, the legal rhetoric. You said that you would book under which name? John Doe. Okay. Oh, you said John Dodson. Or, uh, wait, what did he say? Something? John Dodson. Yeah, John Dodson. It's all right. Oh, sorry. Um, so, you know, we, we went through that. It was very friendly. They, I, I stood there for him to photograph and fingerprint me. Um, got through that whole process. I had a really great talk with the uh, driver, uh, from, with the jailer who drove me out there. Yeah, I want you to tell me a little bit about that. Hang on, we're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231, the latest uh, with our friend Sam. He is calling us from jail. Maybe you've got a question for him. This is, of course, your only chance to talk to him unless you live here in New Hampshire and uh, you've been you know, going out to the visiting hours. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com features including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. You can edit virtually anything you see. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Termco Life Insurance Agency. Protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. Call 1-800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712 for Termco Life Insurance Agency. As we go back to Sam, who is with us from jail. Sam, you're back on Free Talk Live. Are you there, sir? I'm here. All right, so you are currently uh, sitting in the very same cell that I was held in for a weekend a few months back, and... Uh, they put you in there because, well, you decided you didn't want to completely obey their system. In fact, you wanted to keep your name to yourself, and you didn't want to answer some of their questions. So they decided to punish you by locking you in that cell for an indefinite period of time. Though now it looks like things might be changing a little bit. You told us earlier that the police did come down uh, today after uh, 13 days or 12 days of being in there, and they finally decided to process you, and they did process you under the name John Doe, which is kind of what you were trying to get to happen, uh, but it seemed like they wanted to just refuse to do anything until you gave them the information. But perhaps it was because Ivy went and filed a writ of habeas corpus on your behalf that uh, that they decided to change their attitude today. Exactly. 
arbitrarily change their rules, and anybody that's been in jail or in prison probably knows this, uh, that they, the jailers will change their rules on an arbitrary basis. Absolutely based, true. Totally based on their whims and, and how they're feeling. If, if, even if you get a hold of one of the handbooks um, and you manage to, uh, you know, you, you read the rules and you find out what you're allowed to do, <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've seen it, I, you know, I've seen it time and again where they just change. I remember a time in particular where I was walking around the rec field with uh, my shirt off and, uh, well, they, uh, they, you know, I was pulled up, told to, to put the shirt on. I went to the that person's commanding officer and I said, look, here's the rules. I pointed to them and I mm. said, I'm allowed to have my shirt off. It says so here. And Not he says, today, buddy. We don't interpret it that way. Uh, that's your interpretation. You know, that's funny, too, because that's what Mark Stevens says in his book, Adventures in Legal Land. He talks about how in the courtroom you can bring up a whole bunch of case law. And you can say, look, judge, this says this, and this says this, this court case, this court case, Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. And you can have all your information laid out, and you could have done all kinds of research, and you could believe that you've got them nailed. And you present all that in front of the judge, and he looks at you and says, just that. That's your interpretation, not ours. Yeah, and the fact is, you know, anytime you give somebody monopoly power, that's what's going to result. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's only their interpretation that matters, right? Because they're the ones with the guns, and they're the ones willing to use them. And I, I've seen exactly the same thing. Some requests are answered and done very nicely, and others are just ignored again and again. So you did say you had a conversation with one of the uh, one of the jailers or the, the sheriffs that was transporting you today. What was that all about? Yeah, so we get in the car, and uh, I notice he's not wearing a seatbelt, and the little car is dinging at him. And I said, uh, the girls are waving at me. Um, <laughs> and I said, hey, it's probably nice not to uh, have your seatbelt on there, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, the uh, legislature is about to sell that off for three point, give away your rights for three point two million dollars from the federal government. I think it's three point seven. Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, I know. Is that passed? And you know, so we started talking, and he got into the Free State Project and what I'm doing, and you know, why are you here? And I explained how, look, I, I could have bailed out. I could have uh, given my name and. By the end of the conversation, I think he had really come around to understand what I was doing, how it was attracting more people into the Free State Project, why it's important that when government takes these little incremental steps to take away people's freedoms and liberties, that somebody take a stand. And, that, you know, this is why they get away with it, because look at what it takes. Look at how much, of a, how much suffering on my part I've had to go through in order just to, 
to be able to get freedom of the press back in the lobby. Right, and that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's down the road, and you're right, it is a tremendous amount. Uh, having only been in for three days myself before I decided to uh, to throw in the towel... Uh, it's not easy because when you've got people on the outside, and, and Sam, you're fortunate that at this time you don't have you know a significant other who's uh, who's waiting for you at home. I mean, your dad's pretty concerned about you, but he's he's half a half the country away in in Texas at this time. So luckily, there's not you don't have a bunch of kid you know you don't have two or three kids or a kid that uh, that's depending on you to to make sure that there's dinner on the table at night. So you're in a very unique position to where you can do this. A lot of people don't have the uh, the ability or they don't feel as though they have the the freedom to to do these things which is one of the reasons why i think it's important to have a a support structure because even though it's just you there's still a lot that needs to be taken care of you do have a kitty and so somebody needs to to uh, to feed the cat you've got a a rent bill and you've got power bills and things like that to pay and so somebody's got to take care of those things because we certainly don't want you getting uh you know kicked out of your home in the in the the time in which you're in jail and so there are a lot of things that uh, people need to the slack that people need to pick up and because you're a single man it makes it easier there's less slack for people to pick up basically i think that makes a big difference and something that i think people should uh, should get behind in whatever way they 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 think is uh, is right whether it's coming here to new hampshire and actually lending a hand or it's uh, maybe contributing some money from a long distance to the cd evolution fund at cdevolution.org which is a way that uh, you can help support financially people like sam who have the uh, the courage and the ability to see this through to the end yeah absolutely that fund has just been invaluable in here. I don't know, you know, with them not even letting me use the phone until I uh, consented and and went through their processing, what was I going to do? They wouldn't give me a pencil and paper. The court's delivering papers that say you're facing three years and three uh, Class A misdemeanors and a $10,000 cash bond before the court. Uh, You're free to motion us, but when you don't have paper or pens or access to a phone... Mm -hmm and they're not letting you call anybody, what what am I going to do? What would I have done? So, yeah, having IV and the activists in, in the Free State Project here in New Hampshire is invaluable. Right, I mean, because, I mean, imagine if, if this had happened to you um, down in Texas, uh, which is where you come from. I mean, you'd have your, your dad, and you'd have uh, your mom, and you'd have a handful of maybe friends that would be uh, willing to help you out, but they are certainly people that aren't really well-versed in necessarily what your options would be. Not that most of us here in New Hampshire are yet. Ivy's pretty on the, on the, uh, the spot on those But we're things. learning. But we're learning, and this is going to help... Your experience, my experience, everyone's experience, all going to help uh, to essentially train the next round or the next uh, generation of civil disobedience and non-cooperatives and, and legal eagles who will step in to, uh, to help out. So it's all building. Hang on, Sam. We'll bring you back for a little more. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you've got a question for Sam, he's on the line with us. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? Not a designer!
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Updates. We've got them. You'll be clued in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word of the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents over there, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off any of these forms. It's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. Yes, LegalZoom.com, 800-259-9231. We go back to Sam on the line from jail. I've uh, been thrown in jail because he was trying to record in a public court lobby. They cracked down on him and about six other people who were also arrested that same day who were arrested basically for standing, not even trying to record, but just standing in that very same lobby. And, Sam, you're the one who is uh, remaining in jail as a result of you not cooperating fully with the bureaucrats, not giving up your legal name. They're very upset about that. But now things have been kind of moving slowly, perhaps, in a more positive direction for you. Though, of course, you're still behind bars. And, of course, uh, you're going to continue updating us on what happens uh, with you. But there's still a little bit of good news to report here to you. Are you still with us, by the way? I'm here, yes. A little bit of good news. Uh, we uh, we made a, put a call out there earlier this week. For our listeners to do whatever they could to get this story out there and blow it up as big as possible. And libertarians can do, if they can do anything right, they can write. And uh, they have. So we've, we've gotten, uh, several articles have been written about this. And I, I think it's, I think it's uh, national news in that this is probably the first time ever that there's been a mass liberty arrest. I, I mean, don't know if it's broken out besides the blogosphere, however, right. at, at this point, besides the, the Keen Sentinel and the blogosphere. But yeah, the blogosphere is definitely a the Nolan step. Chart, uh, Nolan, Nolan Chart uh, article, let's see, Scribe of Fantasy uh, wrote an article at yep. his site, and he's syndicated. Uh, Todd on Andrew some, Barnett, some uh, you know, wrote a, wrote a blog or something like that. But these things... And these things matter. And I heard uh, on the, the Liberty Radio Network, uh, at libertyradionetwork.com, I heard Complete Liberty, that podcast, uh, Wes and Paul talking about the whole situation out here in Keene and specifically what had happened to you, uh, Sam. So it looks like it's beginning to get some more, uh, some more legs, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And today, uh, when mail came, the officer had a huge stack of envelopes. There were over 15 letters that came in and I think uh, seven or eight different postcards. And they have to open each one in front of me to make sure there's no contraband, and he said he's never seen this many letters come in. Wow. So it was fantastic. And I think they're realizing the longer I'm here, the more attention this draws and the worse it looks for them. The other thing, you know, we talked about this in the car with the officer who was taking me over to Keene PD. Uh, there were two, uh, two people upstairs where I was in the day room with the people before they realized I didn't have the TV shot who have decided to go on the hunger strike with me for, wow. a, for a week. Whoa. And there's another, Were they fat guys? Uh, one is, one's uh, not so much, a, a little overweight. Yeah, it's convenient when you're fat to go on a hunger it strike. Is, yeah, <laughs> and, and plus you've got the feeding schedule to where there's not a refrigerator waiting for you that you can go pull food out of it. Yeah, anytime. that's true. But then there's also four, you know, I awoke the night before to them talking about, hey, I, I feel bad, we should do something to support them, I feel like we should go on this hunger strike. So wow. I think it's kind of uh, having an impact on people. 
You know, just as an example, uh, I had an electrician come over, do some work for me today and was talking with him about this whole situation, asking him if he'd heard about it. And he'd read the, the newspaper article here in the in the Keene area and was just kind of asking him how he how he felt about it. And he definitely was uh, was on our side. Um, and I, you know, I kind of knew, figured he would be because I'd had discussions with him before. He's a he's a listener to the show on, on Saturday nights up here in the area. But that's total coincidence. You know, just some random uh, contractor who happened to be a listener to the show and of course he's on board with our ideas and he's somebody who's lived here a long time because if you if you go and you look at some of the comments on the local newspaper article about the free staters which of course are a group of liberty loving people that are all moving to new hampshire in order to get active and achieve liberty in our lifetime there is a certain type of commenter and for all i know it's three different people under different names right, right? Um, you know these are people that are motivated enough to comment Exactly. So there's a certain type of commenter that takes the position of speaking for the entirety of New Hampshire or speaking for the entirety of the population of Keene, you know, using terms like, well, we don't want this in our community and, you know, we don't like you know, your type around here or whatever. This this general uh, idea of I speak for everybody and everybody hates you. But it's nonsense. Yeah, it is. The fact is Keene is going to be free. And if these guys want to go and live under some tyrants who tell them what to do and take away all their freedoms and pass a bunch of ridiculous laws, the world is their oyster because that happens everywhere. Absolutely. Keen is going to be free. So if they don't like it, they should probably move. You know, it's true. You know, I I, I don't have a solution for them, but uh, reading these articles, and I hate to reference things that uh, you know haven't been available to everyone, but I know that I know that the article is available at uh, sentinelsource.com, and you can go see the uh, uh, the comments. And I don't know why I bother even reading these comments because it's obviously a bunch of naysayers and a bunch of liberty activists hashing it out as though anybody's going to be convinced of anything, but. The only th- solution they have is we need to pass more zoning laws and free staters get out. We need to crack down on the free staters so they get out. Well, these people, are, uh, free staters, uh, you know, free the free keeners uh, who, who I would separate myself from, um, are they're ideologically driven. They know that they're dealing with an organization staffed by uh, people with guns that are willing to use them in order to get what they want. They're expecting crackdowns. Crackdowns only bring more of them. So they don't have a viable solution. It's very interesting to see. Uh, you know, I've been worried kind of, oh, I don't, I don't want to be seen terribly in the community by the, my, my fellow people. You know, I've been, <laughs> I, I, I had that conversation with myself when I, the first day that I had that, uh, the read the article. The but radicals I, make you look better. But then I realized um, that... In fact, there's even if I did nothing from here on out, free staters are moving here inexorably. It's a flood of free staters moving to Keene. Something's going to give. I don't know what's going to give, and I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to look more free when we're done. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. We've got somebody who wants to talk to you. I don't know how well this is going to work considering you're at, uh, on a jail phone, but... Oh, you know what? Let me try. Yeah, this should be okay. We may disconnect with Sam because when you're on a jail phone, there are some restrictions as to what you can and can't do. So if you're if you're on with Sam, don't hit a button on your phone or we'll, we're going to lose him here. So let's try this. Uh, all right. You're on with Sam. Amp caller, unscreened. Yeah, uh, Ian, it's me, Todd from Michigan. Todd, you're on with Sam. What are your thoughts? Go ahead. Hey, Sam. Listen, buddy. I'm on your side. Um, I think I can speak for the rest of us free staters and myself included that uh, we are praying for you, that we are thinking about you, and we are going to do everything we possibly can to see to it that you get out of there. 
Now, Todd, you're you're a Wiccan, aren't you? Are you what are you doing? Shaking pine brows for him in your brain? <laughs> Actually, it's more like a protection spell, that sort of thing. But oh well. Um, you, you but don't anyway, shake a dead uh, chicken or Sam. anything, right? Go ahead. Uh, no. Um, but Sam, I, I just out of curiosity, have you? Um, um, I, I guess this is to, to you, Ian, and even to Sam. Have you guys ever considered the possibility of enlisting the aid of, say, the Institute for Justice? Um, would they be interested in in helping Sam on his case or anything? I know they mostly deal with economic and and school stuff, but considering the ACL ACLU won't touch them with a ten foot pole. That's a good question. It was the Institute for Justice that helped out, uh, of course, in the the landmark Supreme Court case against the Kilo 7 down in New London as those uh, folks courageously decided to stand with their homes. The Institute for Justice came in there. Sam, your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not familiar with that particular organization. I'm certainly open to it, and this will certainly turn into a, a very large civil rights lawsuit so that uh, this kind of stuff won't happen again. But the problem is it's happened in the past and it has happened again. I mean, there are Supreme Court cases about the media accessing, and, and thank you, Todd, for that. And, and, you know, Todd, maybe you should consider taking a look into the IJ and seeing what they have to say about this. Uh, but it seems like that even if a court makes a ruling, as long as the judges and the bureaucrats keep behaving in the same old fashion, there's very little that changes. We'll have you address that here in a few moments. More coming up here. If you've got a question for Sam, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the number for you. 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you need to buy, they probably sell it. Dozens of categories, all the brands that you trust, you'll find them most likely at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Plus, again, a percentage of your purchase goes to Free Talk Live when you enter through that link. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Back to Sam for a few more thoughts uh, from his jail cell. And, of course, you can get the latest information on Sam usually over at freekeen.com. You can hear audio of when he was arrested. Uh, You can see video of the six activists that were also arrested uh, shortly thereafter. And, of course, it's, it's been big news up here. We're hoping this becomes big news in other places, and hopefully you can help out with that. If you've got a blog or you know somebody who does, or you can contact the media on Sam's behalf and bring their attention to this story, because this is a big freedom of the press story that really isn't getting the coverage that uh, that it should. So head over to freekeen.com and pass some of those links on to your friends and people that can could maybe yep. draw some attention to this. You know, in the uh, the, the story where they in the Keen Sentinel where they talked about uh, what happened in the um, in the the lobby of the the courtroom, the judicial woman who represents the judicial folks for the state said this was a gray area. Well, gray area means there isn't a law saying that the judge can, um, you know, say, exclude mm-hmm. cameras from the, uh, the the lobby. But we don't want you here. Right. And, and it, you know, like gray area means it's because the law is black and white. Um, <laughs> gray area means, well, we, we wish we had a law because this we don't like this, but we don't. So yeah. that's what they call a gray area. Their, their excuse was that, well, we 
had minors coming in, and we could have had rape victims coming in, or sexually abused children, or it's always the children. Were you chasing? Were you chasing around the children and the rape victims? Anybody yeah. who looked like a rape victim, you you had your camera on them. Get because in their face. I've noticed yeah. that cameras point one direction, and that if I don't want to be in it, I can move out of the way. Um, well, that, and here's the other thing. You know, where does it stop? So okay, then they place restrictions on cameras in the lobby. Well. Couldn't I film them coming in the building downstairs? What yep, about absolutely. the doors? And what if they're happen to be driving down the street on their way to court? Should we outlaw that too? I mean, yeah, what, maybe what cameras should just be outlawed in general. I mean, people might get their pictures taken. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you had said uh, before we went to the break, you had said that you believe that there's going to be a lawsuit that comes out of this, and that that's going to stop these government goons from doing these things in the future. And I have to say that there are already laws in place and uh, case precedent in place that have to do with cameras in uh, in courtrooms and 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 the government in general being open and that sort of thing, and they're just ignored. So what makes you think that this? lawsuit that you're talking about isn't just going to be wholesale ignored by the bureaucrats. Uh, the, unfortunately, the only thing the government seems to care about or sit up and take notice about is is money. So if it means going after the city of Keene and, and the jail here and the police department and everyone else and really affecting their budget and impacting them in a big way, um, no, will it change things around the country or around New Hampshire overnight? Absolutely not. Will it change things in Keene to where the police are going to really start to think twice before they do something ridiculous like what they did to me? I, I think so. And, uh, you know, if that's all I can do for now, that's what I'll do. Well, because uh, wasn't it Barry Cooper who was talking about a couple of years ago at the Liberty Forum how the you know the police departments have insurance policies and they can't they can only take so much uh, the, you know there's only so many I guess complaints that they can go through before they'll lose their insurance or something like that. Right. So finances are an important uh, factor for these government guys, and so if it if it looks like uh, uh, tyranny is costing them too much, they may just decide to start doing the right thing. Yeah, I think it will change their behavior. And I want to jump back just quickly to the, the letters and things that are coming in. I yes. can't say how much those mean to me. How much those mean to you kind of fade out there for a moment. Oh, yeah. They've, they've just been absolutely incredible to read. It's really inspiring. Um, I, I, it it's really feels alone in here. And as these letters start coming in and I realize people are paying attention, people are watching, and and I do have their support, and the, and the words of encouragement just have given me a lot of strength and really made it bearable in here. So thank you to everyone. Who's yeah, that is something I wanted to point out was uh, when I talked to you earlier today, you mentioned that you'd gotten all these letters, and I asked, well, how many of them are from mail to jail? And you said almost all of them, right? Yeah, probably 80%, and I've got about 20 uh, postcards. Some of those are from mail to jail that have really neat sayings on them. I held them up for a Keene State College tour that went through the jail as I yelled, uh, Keene is taking political prisoners, freekeene.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that's awesome, and I think what Mike Barsky, one of the activists up here, has set up, this website, mail hyphen to hyphen jail com, is a brilliant idea. It basically allows anybody anywhere to send a letter to you Sam, or any other activist that is in jail right now, you are the liberty activist that we know of, at least, that is currently sitting behind bars. So you can go to mail-to-jail.com, and you can select to send an email or send a, uh, an actual piece of mail to Sam. You write it online, and then Mike, who runs the site, takes those, prints them out, 
stuffs them in envelopes, uh, addresses and stamps the envelopes, and sends them off to you. So it takes all of the difficulty out of writing uh, to, to people that are in jail. It, it makes it so easy. You just go to the website, mail-to-jail.com. And you utilize that tool, and you don't have to even go through hardly any work to, to write you, Sam. And apparently that's been resulting in a whole lot more people actually doing it. I and mean, presumably those 80%, only a small fraction of them would have probably have gone through all of the steps to actually write their own letter to you and put it in an envelope, etc. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Mike. I sent a donation over his way today, and I posted over at the Freekeen blog. Posted a link to his website and encouraged some others because stamps aren't cheap, right? So, uh, and you know, I, I don't think Mike is independently wealthy, so I'm sure I'm he'd certain he's not. And uh, you know, it's to me, um, sending a first-class letter is what forty-something cents. I don't know how. Yeah. I, I, I send so few of them that I don't know. Uh, going to find the stamp and doing all those other things that are involved in an envelope and, and going to that silly blue box and all, mm-hmm. doing all the things that it's required to send a letter. I don't send very many, and it's a pain in the butt. However, when I if I go to mail to jail um, and I type out a letter to Sam, give him a little encouragement, a, a, you know, an attaboy and, and you know, hang in there kind of or thing. Or print out some comments. I mean, and, I and then I t- but wait, yeah. um, and then I uh, put use my credit card to put a buck in to mail to jail. I've paid for my my Your letter, time. and um, the the dollar is nothing to me. It's the time that it takes to send the letter that's the problem. Let me just suggest that you do more than a dollar, just, just because when when you it's a PayPal thing. So when PayPal takes money out of that, it's Taken, they're taking 30 cents for a transaction fee. Are they really? Plus 2.9% of the transaction. So out of a dollar, you're going to be giving them like 60 cents. Well, I would have assumed that I was paying for two letters with a dollar. Apparently, I'm not. No, but if you were doing like three bucks or something like that, like on our, our PayPal uh, for our AMP program, we get $2.60 out of $3. So the more you uh, the more you put in, the less damage the 30 cents is, obviously. So just a suggestion for you there. And uh, so one of the other things you could send to Sam with... Uh, mail-to-jail.com. If you can't think of what to write, and I'm terrible at that, when somebody's in jail, I'll, I'll usually just sit a postcard because I don't know what to say besides, you know, we love you and we're thinking about you and, and hope you get out soon. Um, but I, I, I know that you'd ask, Sam, for some people to maybe send you some of the comments from uh, from freekeen.com or send you some of the comments from these the Sentinel front page articles. Uh, has anybody sent you those? Uh, not yet. I've been getting some stories. I got the letter that Martin Luther King wrote from uh, Birmingham jail. That was fascinating. Cool. Um, Kat, can't, Kat and Russell have been sending me some really great things to read, and uh, I, I, I love it. I've yeah, so it doesn't it have to be personal. Advice. It can be, you know, whatever kind of reading content you want to put in front of Sam. And let me tell you, he's got a lot of time for that. Yep. Uh, I do. I bet you got a Bible, though, don't you? No. <laughs> no? No, I, I, I just... I'm actually reading Chicken Soup for the Soul right now. Well, I, I'm just I, I can't. I've never been in a jail cell that didn't have a Bible oh, in it. They're around. I just I okay. don't have one. By You'd my have to ask for one, anything. probably. I've just, I've just, you know, there's a lot of them out there. Now, Sam, did they actually let you into the library so you could choose your own book, or do they bring them around to you like they did to me? They, um, we go down to the library for clothing change, where you have to change clothes in front of everybody. In the library? Yeah. Uh, it's in a store, the clothes are in a storeroom off of the library, which used to be the cafeteria, and that's because they changed the gymnasium to the MPR, multi-purpose room, because keeping a bunch of people in a gymnasium is a violation of uh, human uh, of, uh, rights. It's cruel and unusual uh, treatment. So what they did is they just changed the name of it from gymnasium <laughs> to MPR, moved some of the, the bookcases out into the cafeteria, and there you go. 
So now the gymnasium is the multi-purpose room, and since it's a multi-purpose room, they can use it for the purpose of housing inmates. 50 people in there as part of the work release program. Wait, there are 50 people in the gymnasium right now? I don't know exactly how many, but it's a lot. That's crazy. It looks like something out of a uh, hurricane disaster uh, shelter. But we got to keep all those drug users in there, you know, because they're going to get out and use drugs if we don't keep them in there. Oh, well, anyway, we're out of time, Sam. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later, and have a good night, okay? Okay. Thanks. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, and this is Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts out there in the industry, they want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free. And we've got more stuff for free than they charge you for, I think, in many cases. Head over to freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here. Take your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Matt in California. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind tonight, sir? Hey, uh, I was just uh, listening to the podcast from yesterday, and you were talking about lectures in high school. Ugh, awful. Yes, we were. All right, so I'm in high school right now. Sorry about that. And and, uh, it's all right. And uh, I just, like, had to call because today um, my my teacher left, and he uh, he just left us a video to watch which is what he always does, and he, we had to take a page of notes on it, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, like, just crazy because it's, it's, like, a totally pro-government, like, pro-Ronald Reagan video. Really? And I, I just did not want to take notes on it. And, and was yeah. the purpose of taking the notes to turn in so you can prove that you paid attention during the video? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what would you learn? I didn't learn anything. Mm. I was pretty mad that uh, he was having us take notes. So I just because of that, like, I don't know. So you didn't learn anything. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make you want to learn when they're shoving what they call learning no. down your throat. Yeah, because we have to do it for points, and it's just, like, crazy. You know, it might be interesting to uh, take notes as to all of the lies that they told in the video. If you happen to know what some of them are, may, you know, point yeah, them out as, yeah. uh, this is not true. Yeah, I, I'm taking notes about what the video said, but I'd like to point out to you that this is nonsense. 
Yeah, I could do that. I don't know. Because like a, a lot of people like to hold up Ronald Reagan as this icon of small government. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. That's what they were saying the whole time. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's poppycock. If you go over to Harry Brown's website, harrybrown.org, and that's Brown with an E, uh, he's got all kinds of articles archived, and unfortunately Harry is no longer with us, uh, but his articles are still, and it's, I don't remember which article it is, but somewhere in there, maybe Google will reveal the information, uh, there is an article where Harry Brown cites how it is that Ronald Reagan, in his two terms in office, presided over a dramatically large increase, like to the tune of 69 or something percent like that, uh, a dramatically large increase in the size of the state or the spending that's crazy. Yeah, it seems uh, like the Republicans are the one that do that, the, the, the do it, because you know everybody's always looking out for the Democrats. But it's easy to have somebody who who you can look to in the past and hold up as an icon and hold up as some something that he wasn't actually. And of course, Ronald Reagan's not the same, uh, not the only one that that applies to. I mean, uh, all kinds of presidents are held up by various different groups. I mean, if you are, for instance, a, a lefty, you might hold up what uh, FDR. FDR. Um, FDR. Or, or possibly, you know, Lincoln, who was and, just a tyrant. Right, and FDR was, uh, in his earlier political career when he was in, I think it was the Senate, he, he was all for small government. But was when he, he stuck <laughs> his finger in the air and said, oh, wow, socialism's coming around, he became president and he was all for, uh, you know, big social programs. So anything else you want to share with us tonight, Matt? Um, yeah, I, I just... Hello? Oh, sorry. Yes, sir. Um... I just want to make the point that I totally am with you, Ian, on uh, lectures in high school. Like, I don't know about college because I haven't been there, but having being forced to take notes is the worst time that you can have in high school. Honestly. Yeah, it's like they, they've implemented the absolute most boring ways to uh, to teach people things in yeah, the it's, schools. It's, it's just bad. There but, are some exceptions, obviously. There are some ex- some standout teachers out there within the government school system, but they're only standouts because they're compared against such utter dreck. Thank you for the call tonight. Good hearing from you. Always interesting to hear from those on the inside of the system, whether it be inside a jail cell or inside a well. Something similar to a jail, uh, government schools, not exactly as restrictive as jails, but it seems like they get a little more like them every year. I mean, I've seen government schools with chain-link fences and barbed wire at the top. I'm not exaggerating. They're keeping the students safe. Sure, oh, that's what it's all about. You've got to keep those crazy people with guns off the campus or whatever. The, the, that is Except the for the school resource office. Right, that's the excuse that they use for all manner of just... Police state indoctrination at the government schools. All right, we continue with Andy in Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Howdy. Hey, Andy, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just uh, wanted to briefly mention uh, the threat that our our glorious uh, so-called leader made to the the credit card companies today about uh, unfair business practices and Hmm. misleading the people and jacking their rates up and stuff and my comment to that is, uh, you know what? I have I have some some credit card debt. I don't even have credit anymore, really. And you know how I you know how I got there? How? By making poor decisions. How'd you get out? Are and you still wait? Are you still in debt? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't miss that point. So how much so, do you have? How much uh, debt? Uh. I have a maybe a thousand dollars in credit card debt. Could be a lot worse. That's plus a bad plus a bad mortgage that seems to have disappeared. But mm. 
since they put on my quick claim deed when they gave me this mortgage, since I had no business having it in the first place, that I had signed off, signed on to the house in 1985 as a single man with my mother-in-law. So and I saw this on the quick claim deed, and I was eight years old in 1985. So <laughs> I, I think maybe somebody spotted that and dropped me off, dropped that out of my records because I haven't, I haven't gotten a letter, I haven't gotten anything from anybody about the mortgage. But the point is, what were the mistakes you made? The the simple mistake I made was obtaining credit when I did not have the resources to back it up, mm. and it's it's a stupid stupid thing to do. And if you want to go and do something stupid, then you should be prepared to to reap the reap what you sow. Yeah, folks. if you want to be the first kid on the block to have the plasma TV, and you're willing to mortgage your future in order to do it, you can have that TV. And pay it for the rest of your life. I don't that's know if that's exactly what you. It. I don't know if you bought the plasma TV, but certainly a lot of no, people did. I don't, I don't even watch TV, but that's good. Um, I sure used to. Well, good and, luck uh, getting uh, getting yourself all dug out of there. And you're right. I'm glad you're taking yeah. responsibility because taking responsibility for your own actions is the first step to changing them in the future yep. and making a better life for yourself. Yeah, the uh, a man uh, climbs to the top of a mountain, asks the guru. Guru, how do I have a great life? And the guru says, good judgment. Well, he says, how do I get good judgment? He says, bad judgment. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you for the call tonight, Andy. 800-259-9231. Hopefully, you can learn from your mistakes, as it sounds like Andy has done. He's observed that he's made mistakes and has, is uh, implementing changes in his life to prevent himself from making those same mistakes again. What, can you, what more can you ask from somebody? Indeed. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you've got a story you wanted to cover tonight about guns. I, I do. This is this is amazing to me. It's a, This is a blog, um, so take it for what it's worth, but it sounds it sounds authentic to me. I don't know anything else behind, besides this, but it's from uh, the, the blog. I think blogs can be far more authentic yep. than uh, traditional media. Althouse is the name of the blog, so that's althouse.blogspot.com. Madison gun owner said he often carries a handgun in a holster while walking his east side neighborhood. A right that Attorney General J.B. Van Hollen affirmed in a memorandum to prosecutors on Monday. Van Hollen said it is legal to openly carry a gun on the street of West streets of West on the street in Wisconsin, and advised prosecutors that merely having a gun doesn't by itself warrant a disorderly conduct charge. You see, we'd have a charge for carrying a gun on the street if it was against the law to carry a gun on the street. We don't have to use disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement officers, it's like a Western movie up here. Oh, Can you really just swagger around the sidewalks of Madison and Milwaukee with a gun in the holster in your hand or in your hand? That's right. The good, bad, and we will get to the ugly. Oh, there is some ugly here. Yeah, mighty ugly. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. People don't like it when you exercise your freedoms. Apparently, find out what happened to him here in moments. Take your calls as well about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. 
Then we're brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the shrine of female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Audible. Audible.com is the the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming. Content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, iPod players. They offer 80,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content partners that include leading audio publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, newspaper publishers, podcasters, and business information providers. Well, if you want to go and get yourself a, one of these uh, free uh, pod, uh, podcast audio books, just go to audiopodcast.com. Audible podcast. Did I, did I say audio? Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. As we continue with the story from, is, is it Madison or the whole state of Wisconsin where you can open carry it? The whole state? I would imagine you could st- um, carry, carry it all over the state. However, um, the story is in Madison. Yeah. So it's where. The, one man has been carrying around his neighborhood, right? And somebody got upset about it. That's correct. Um, somebody that uh, you know has a lot of power. Mm. So they go on. Uh, Milwaukee Police Chief Ed Flynn said he'll continue to tell officers they can't assume people carrying guns legally and um, are ke- carrying guns legally in a city that has been seen nearly 200 homicides in the past two years. My message to my troops is if you see anybody carrying a gun in the streets of Milwaukee, we'll put them on the ground, take their gun away, and then decide whether they have a right to carry it, Flynn said. Wow. Maybe I'll end up on a, um, with a protest of cowboys. In the meantime, I've got serious offenders with access to handguns. It's irresponsible to send a message to them that if they just carry it openly, no one can bother them. You know, if people carry guns openly, maybe you'll have fewer murders. It's I, just a yeah. thought, right? The, the evidence is... All over, every time that when normal, everyday, average citizens are armed, then the criminals have a tendency to be a little more scared. That is the evidence. Why is it the cops carry guns? Great question. I guess it's to put criminal, you know, to to put uh, people committing crimes out of their misery, right? I mean, help them return to room temperature. That's what armed citizens do too. So, so the policy of this police department. Is if they spot you carrying around a weapon, yep. you'll be put on the ground. Put them on the ground, take the gun away, and then decide whether you have a right to carry it afterwards. You'll be put on the ground like a filthy dog. That's how they'll treat you. They'll treat you like a piece of dirt, putting you on the ground and just running roughshod all over anything that you might have considered to be rights. You thought you had the right to bear arms, but apparently you were wrong about that. Yep. And, and and it's true. You don't have a right if you have to ask permission. Now, do you have to ask permission to uh, open carry in Wisconsin? Uh, no, you do, I don't think you do. I mean, it's I, the same way here in New Hampshire. You don't have to have any kind of license or anything like that to open carry. And luckily, here in New Hampshire, I guess there's a well, little bit more... open of, carrying went out of style at one point. Yeah. And if, if it was ever in style, I couldn't tell you, but it went out of style at one point or another, you know, mm-hmm. sort of when dueling went out. And so they didn't really need laws about open carrying. They certainly needed laws for concealed carrying, and they have all kinds of them. That's one of the reasons why, in many places, you can open carry a long gun legally, and it's okay. Um, however... You know, concealed carrying a pistol is a problem, a big problem, like a 10 years in prison kind of problem. 
Well, around here you can open carry, and it's not really much of a problem. Although there are some activists up here who have open carried and been harassed by the police. Nobody's ever been put on the ground before. Uh, usually the police are at least somewhat uh, courteous as they take away your gun and inspect it. But it, at least here in the Keene area, that's never happened before. Um, nobody no, has ever and been it's not going to. harassed over that. Yeah, they, I can tell you they didn't like uh, Jesse having his uh, long gun out when he was hoeing. Um, you know, the other weekend um, in Central Square. Yeah, they didn't like that very much but uh you know they, they didn't they didn't hassle they didn't take it. his gun they took him away but they didn't take the gun so um this is uh, you know somebody makes a comment here if you see police chief ed flynn put him on the ground take his wallet away and then decide whether he's accepted any bribes that day mm. if after doing that you think the money's his give his wallet back who cares what the law says? Oh, it's the you, Milwaukee way. If you took a police officer at gunpoint and put them on the ground, you'd be arrested on all kinds you, of charges. You, you go to prison for the rest of your life. Even if you let them go, even if that's what they're doing to that's what he's saying they're going to do to people is they're going to put them on the ground, check them out, and then if they're okay, let them go. Right. Shouldn't you be checking these police officers? Because we see stories all the time where people are, are you know imitating being being police officers. They'll either have lights in their cars or they'll have the uniform. It's not like Nobody. It's not like people can't get these uniforms, and they Police like supply. the power. They see the power, and they want that power. They want to be able to abuse that power. Um, obviously, regular police officers have a little tougher time abusing their own power because, well, they have to re- they have to report to somebody. But somebody who just puts on a uniform can just abuse the crap out of that power, um, and you know, get away with it sometimes. So, shouldn't you put a police officer on the ground every time you see him? ascertain whether or not he is a um, an actual cop. he's an actual cop and then if he is you can let him go on his way yeah. if he tries if he tries to struggle or get away you, you got to shoot him right that's because what they do to you that's what they do to you if you tried to you know say hey i'm not no, i'm not getting on the ground then they pull they plug you right in your knee uh, if you're lucky you just get a taser to the knee or something like a that taser a taser when chest. you have a gun in your hip good point good point yeah you're dead Likely they, you know, they put one in you. I don't know where they'd put it. Well, they put one in Derek Cop, the 20-year-old Grand Valley State University student who was shot in the chest. You might remember this story. We did mention it on the program a little while back during a March 11th drug raid on his Michigan apartment. It's pretty much, you know, another college kid with dreadlocks, right? We saw the guy's picture online, and uh, basically he kind of made it kind of obvious, I guess, that he was a marijuana consumer, and he was targeted for a raid. Uh, and by the way, they caught barely anything while a Western Michigan enforcement team, multi-jurisdictional anti-drug task force raided his apartment in search of evidence of drug dealing. Authorities have never said exactly what, if anything, was recovered in the raid. Cops attorney said early on after the raid that all that was found was a few spoons full of marijuana. So they raided this college kid's apartment and shot him during the raid. And all they found was a few bits of marijuana, but there's more to the story. Cop was not armed. He was shot once by Ottawa County Sheriff's Deputy Ryan Huizenga, a WMET member and member of the SWAT team, as Huizenga came through a glass door in the apartment and encountered Cop. Huizenga has now been charged with a misdemeanor. Careless discharge of a firearm. Into someone? Yes. That's not careless. I'm sorry. And he was arraigned on Monday. He was first put on unpaid leave, but has now been returned to the job to perform administrative duties by the sheriff's office, which said he was reinstated because it would take a long time for the case to be heard. So he was arraigned on Monday, put on uh, unpaid leave. I guess he might have been put on leave before Monday, but either way, he's back on the job after mm, approximately a month's time. 
The shooting of cop led to angry protests by college students and others in the area, as well as calls for an investigation by university officials and local newspaper editorial pages. An investigation is being done, but it's being uh, been conducted by the Michigan State Police. So we all know how those investigations uh, tend to go. So the news, of course, is here that this man is being charged now. The man who was being sh- who was shot by the police during a raid on his apartment, shot in the chest by the cops. He was unarmed. Is you know that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough they, that he was shot in the chest. Now he's being charged with drug possession. Now they have to do that in order to make themselves look good. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you think that makes them look good, would love to hear from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And uh, features, by the way, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours free freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls. We go across the pond. Ziggy is in the UK. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just want to respond to a caller who came after me last night. I think he was from North Carolina, saying about doing liberty outreach in Britain. Yes, sir. It wouldn't do any good. Have you ever seen the film Idiocracy? Love that film. Mike Judge, uh, live-action film. Uh, Mike Judge, of course, sort of known for uh, cartoons like King of the Hill or Beavis and Butthead. Uh, But he also directed Office Space and and also Idiocracy, which is one of his more recent films. Yeah, well, Britain isn't too far off from from, from that situation. (laughs) I mean, you know, you open the newspapers, they're full of... um, the, ex, uh, the, the adventures of, of soap stars and Z-list celebrities, mm-hmm. and no one really gives a damn. The politicos, um, if you have views which don't sort of fit in with the normal zeitgeist, you'll come off just being a kook. It doesn't matter how rational you are about your argument. Um, for instance, I can tie it into the, the story that Mark was just reading out, um, guns. Immediately, if you say that people have the right to bear arms, you're just as a kook, automatically. Mm. And that, that's how bad things are here. No, you know, even no one gives a damn or they think you're a kook. Simple as that. I I can empathize with your frustration. Uh, I mean, I felt similarly when I used to live down in Florida. I felt relatively alone there. Yeah, sure, there were a handful of people that that agreed with me, and maybe some other people that uh, that agreed, but wouldn't wouldn't do anything about their their agreement. They much more satisfied with just kind of keeping their head down, not taking any risks, and and just living their life going along to get along and it was really frustrating and and now we still get those responses up here in New Hampshire from some people i mean anytime you talk about liberty there's always going to be somebody that says you're crazy 
Uh, and so those people are still up well, I'm, here. I'm, 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 but I I'll admit, I'll say, compared to you guys, I'm pretty wet. Wet. I'm feeble. I'm, I'm, I'm merely a classical liberal. Yet here, I'm considered, you know, off the chart. Sure. That just tells you how how, how bad things. And what saddens me is Britain used to be a beacon of liberty. You know, this is really? the country which. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is the country which invented libertarianism. It, it, well, you know, it's it's the truth. I mean, you know, those, we're locking for where um, who spoke. You know, we had prime ministers like Gladstone who refused to interfere in the market. Interesting. So, uh, again, calling tonight with more frustration, Ziggy. I don't know what to tell you besides uh, I, I can f- well, I I feel your come, pain. I, I would come to the Free State Project. I, I would come to New Hampshire. However, I, I know everyone brings up snow. In my case, it's a real problem. I mean, I have cerebral palsy, so I can't walk very well. Oh, dear. And ice, well, put it like this, we, we, we did have some snow and ice here in February, more than we usually get, but it would be less than you get in the st- uh, over there. And I was falling all over myself. Why is, it so, uh, why is it so moderate over there as far as the temperature is concerned? I thought you guys were farther north Gulf than stream. we are. Because um, uh, there's something to do with the Gulf Stream. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm, not, I'm no meteorologist. Yeah. So you get rain during the winter mostly, not actual snow? Yeah, it's, I, I, think, I think someone once compared us to Vancouver. Huh. In, in, in Vancouver, I think it rains a lot. Yeah, well, the ice is a realistic concern up here, and it's a dangerous concern. It's it's probably one of the uh, the few negatives to actually being in New Hampshire. Is you just need to watch where you're going. Uh, it's it's so tempting to walk down if you're walking anywhere in New Hampshire. It's usually so beautiful around where you are. You want to be looking around you and admiring uh, what you see. But if you're walking and there's a potential for ice to be anywhere in your vicinity, you you be best to look at the ground instead and then <laughs> take a pause and look around if you uh, if well, you want to look around. I want I once stepped outside my house, and this is absolutely true. I slipped onto black ice and dislocated my shoulder oh right my outside my house. And there wasn't snow around. It was just black ice. Yep, yep. that's the worst stuff, man. And uh, that happened to one of the activists up here as well recently. Ziggy, uh, thanks for the call today. Yeah, Always good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We continue, and we'll talk to Seth in New Hampshire. Seth, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Hey, Seth, uh, when did you move up to New Hampshire? Uh... Maybe about eight months ago, nine yeah, months like ago. Summertime last year or something like that? Yeah, about then. So you've been through your first winter here. Did you slip and fall? You know, I didn't. But, I, you know, funny thing, I moved from Virginia, and I slipped and fell and broke my leg there. Wow. So, Yeah. So I didn't slip in New Hampshire, but I slipped in Virginia. All right. Well, you made it through one winter without it. That's good. Uh, so what were you calling about tonight? Yeah, I wanted to call and let your listeners know about an um, interesting way that they could help the Free State Project. Okay. Um, there's a show by uh, there's. Uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners know about Judge Napolitano. Mm-hmm. And he is. Uh, he has a show called Freedom Watch that's kind of up and coming, or hopefully up and coming. And it's a uh, Fox News syndicate, but it's actually very pro liberty. And he has a website where he asks his viewers uh, who he should have on the program, and his listeners who he should have on the program. Mm-hmm. And if uh, listeners go to act.freetalklive.com, act.freetalklive.com. They can vote for Dr. Jason Sorens, who is actually right, the founder, the founder of the Free State Project. Right. So and he d- is actually right now beating people like Michael Badnerick, um, uh, Stephen Colbert, a whole bunch of people. 
He's in fourth place right now. This is a show, uh, this Freedom Watch program you're talking about. I've seen some excerpts from it. I have not sat down to watch a I whole like what I see. episode. Yeah, I do uh, like and what I'm seeing. It's What it's making me think is that, uh, and, and uh, you know, I don't know that it's going to make any difference at all, but there was a big Ron Paul fervor for president in 2008. Yeah. In 2012, I wonder if it's going to be Judge Napolitano. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know about that. I don't I don't know, but I th- you know the same people that got excited about Ron Paul um, have probably but, learned some things, and I think the, the Napolitano, who's he has some advantages, and in, in that he was a you know he's he's a judge for God's sake. That that means something, and and he's not nearly as old as Ron is, and that's a reality. I think it's interesting how Fox News has taken this, and and this is from my outside perspective. I don't watch Fox News, but just from my observing of seeing what's happened with Glenn Beck, kind of shifting more towards a pro liberty message. Message. And, uh, of course, Fox News hired him away from CNN. And now this Freedom Watch show, which doesn't actually appear on the Fox News television network. It's an Internet-only program, as far as I understand it, at least at this time. But it's <clears throat> it's interesting to see Fox kind of shifting over to a more uh, pro-liberty perspective. And, of course, it probably has to do with the fact that the Republicans always talk about liberty when they're out of power. And so I, I inevitably right. am suspicious of, uh, of what's actually going on here. But from what I've seen of the Freedom Watch show, you know, Judge Napolitano is somebody who gets the liberty thing pretty well, and his guests are people like Lou Rockwell and Ron Paul. So he's got some pretty... Uh, he's got some guests that have some cred uh, with the the Liberty Movement, and I think that's uh, that's a really good sign. And indeed, there are a lot of people that are watching that show. And, and you know, somebody else was it you, Mark, that uh, that pointed out that Freedom Watch is kind of like, well, in a way, kind of like Free Talk Live, and that it's a panel discussion about liberty. Um, no, I did not. No, somebody made that point. I mean, I guess they don't they don't take phone calls on the show that I've seen at least, uh, but they do have guests on, and there's a, essentially three or four people sitting around talking about freedom issues. I can tell you, it's an easy way to do a show. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, cause... And it looks like this. It looks like they're taking the easy way out too. It looks like they set up like the broom closet for them to. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not that small of a it studio. It does look but, like the broom closet. But it, it does look like, like the it, of, free, of, of Fox News. Yeah, it, it looks like they managed to found. found Found, uh, find a room to throw them into, and at least the, the clips that I've seen, maybe maybe they've uh, improved their production quality a bit, but the clips I've seen are real rough. Like, you know, they're having trouble getting the phone call on the air, and you know, everything's being done live, and so they're just there were screw-ups all over the place. But hopefully they'll iron all that stuff out and make it up to, you know, get it up uh, to par with TV quality, and maybe they will actually uh, boost out into the, the regular TV world. But apparently Fox is continuing on with it, at least in the Internet realm. Realm because it's getting a tremendous amount of views. Uh, didn't somebody say some, uh, that, that they were getting a hundred thousand views per episode? Something I don't. Like I don't know about that, but it is interesting how Fox has kind of latched on to the Ron Paul movement. But of course, they did it only after the Republican convention. It was very interesting to see after the Republican convention, all of a sudden, uh, Fox Business was having Ron Paul on, and Fox News was interviewing about issue, him about issues. So people can go to that website, uh, act.freetalklive.com. They can vote for Jason Sorens, uh, which is the founder of the Free State Project. Dr. Mary Ruart was on that list, too. You might want to vote for her while you're at it. Uh, and Because you get, like, nine votes that you can use, and you don't even have to register to vote. Thanks for the heads up on that, Seth. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You dial in, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. 
All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you, head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board, and get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your calls about whatever you want, it's Taryn in Georgia. Taryn, you're on Free Talk Live. Taryn? Hi, In fellas. Georgia. You're um, on the air. Hi. I wanted to uh, chime in on what Seth was talking about. Unfortunately, I didn't catch it all, but... Uh, about how they were trying to get national coverage about the Free State Project on uh, the judges' show. And we had been trying the same thing to actually get coverage on Sam's situation. And I just want to make sure that y'all, if you uh, go to do this, that, because I'm a big supporter of the Free State Project, I just you know want to make sure that Sam doesn't get left out on this because he's sitting in jail right now. Yeah, that's a great point. So, uh, if you can add something to that list, I didn't really look at oh, it's already out there. Sam's on the list? It's on there. There's already a movement going. It's called uh, Right to Record. If you search Right to Record when you're doing it, you'll find it. But uh, we're trying to push him up to the spotlight right now because he's sitting in jail. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Great point. I didn't didn't realize that. uh, Hang on, Taryn. I didn't realize that uh, the the site was something where you could, I guess, add things to it. I thought there was like a pre-created list of of uh, names, because what you're talking about is uh, we had Seth call in a moment ago to point out that there's this Freedom Watch show on Fox, and it's on their inter- it's on their internet feed, and essentially that they they're looking for guests, and so they're taking suggestions, and there's a website where you can vote on who you want to see as a guest on the show. Uh, so he'd called to suggest that people vote for Jason Sorens from the Free State Project, and I pointed out that they give you a few votes when you go to this website. You can go to Act. A-C-T, act.freetalklive.com. It's a shortcut. It'll get you right. The actual site is much longer. Uh, but if you go to act.freetalklive.com, it'll take you to it. And uh, you can see the list of names, and you can vote. Jason Sorens has come up quite a bit just within the last few hours. But when you click to vote, it'll tell you how many votes you can put toward that uh, that vote. You can put up to three but then you have six more votes with which you can also vote. So you could Fiddle vote around for, with. You could vote for Jason Sorens. You could vote for Dr. Maria Ruart if you wanted to, and of course Sam Dodson. From is he listed as Sam Dodson or right to? No, it's it, it's under right to record. You'll have to do that because it also mentions you know you got other guys on the line here. Dave Ridley's coming up, the same thing, and five other people. So you know now's the time you got to act to help these people out because um, this isn't going to. This is the best shot you have if everybody gets behind them. Okay, so you're suggesting voting for right to record over at the Freedom Watch right thing. Right to record. We started getting it going. Um, I think that forum set up that you might have to search around a little bit because I had a direct link from my emails, but I, it, it, like you said, it's a big, long link. We might have to set up a separate link. Huh. Okay. I'm sure somebody will figure. I'm sure somebody will figure it out. But it's a good idea. And uh, Taryn, any other thoughts tonight? No, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Free State Project, go do it, but Sam's sitting in jail today. So, yep. you know, guys, go stand up for him, because if you don't do it now, this could be you in a year or two. All right. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I'm looking here, and I don't see a right to record. Didn't come up when I did a search, so 
Not sure exactly how that works. Not sure how to get Sam's name on there or what. You do it during the break. Spend a little more time yeah. on that. All right. So 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue with Mike in Maine. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, I'm just curious. Um, are there any activists up in the Keene area or New Hampshire anywhere um, that are successfully um, getting government to let go of the control they have over services they provide specifically, you know, uh, like, you know, roads or anything. <laughs> Is I know that a serious roads, question? No, like, <laughs> a- any, anything even smaller than that. I'm just wondering, like, uh, have there been any advancements whatsoever? Uh, in, in I think that thing? after the... After the civil disobedience that happened a few years ago with an outlaw manicurist where they one man went and actually painted some nails without a license out in front of the licensing agency here in New Hampshire, eventually that did lead to a reduction in the amount of requirements for a license, but that's not really a real great advancement or anything like that. That's the the political system backing up uh, some kind of advancement. There there have been a couple of cases where people have taken their uh, you know cases to court and said, I'm not your piggy bank, I'm not paying, and the judges let them uh, walk out. That's true. Uh, illegal U-turn, speeding ticket, also driving without registration. All of those uh, individuals were, they faced no punishment. They walked out of that court because they refused, they told the judge they refused to pay. So those are, I would say those are some successes. But when we talk about the Free State Project, we're still talking about what's mostly an idea. It's an idea that's becoming a reality because there have been hundreds of people that have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And there are things that have, you know, the ball is rolling. There are a handful of uh, Liberty people that have been elected to state rep. Uh, there are the things that we just mentioned. There are all kinds of networks that have been created, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. In fact, tomorrow night, uh, Mark, you're going to have Dennis Goddard on the show, and he's deeply involved in the New Hampshire yep. Liberty Alliance. Uh, because yeah, you don't move to the Free State Project for freedom. You move for the Free State Project, although you will get it likely if you move from some states. Maine, not quite so much. I mean, Maine doesn't have a big intrusive government. If you want to see what big intrusive if government's like... If you like fireworks, like, you don't want to move to Maine. Right, absolutely true. But if you want to see what big intrusive government's like, move to New York, Massachusetts, Illinois, uh, California. But if you don't move for freedom, you move because you want to stand for freedom. And stand for freedom for everyone in the state, everyone in America, and everyone in the world. Because if we can make a place that's free and you can show people uh, conclusively that you know, freedom works, the free market works, uh, that you know, men and women who have personal responsibility don't need a government interfering in their lives all the time, then you know, the, the, hopefully you'll see uh, people around the world standing for it. That's the idea of the Free State Project. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's not about getting freedom today. Well, I understand that. What I'm specifically asking, though, is about, you know, uh, government provides services, and I'm wondering if anyone's ever has made any headway in getting government to relinquish some of those services into the free, uh, free market. Not that I know of, but maybe you should come here and uh, lead that charge. Thanks for the call. 800-259. You sound like a jerk when you say that. Really? You did, yes. Oh, well, I know. no, I'm I'm deadly serious. If you don't right. see it's, what it, has happened, it's impossible for uh, for one. Um, everybody's ideas that aren't your own stink. So um, your idea, as great as you may think it is, it doesn't sound that great to no, somebody who's very keen. What's that? I think that was a great idea that he. Had, I, underst- I understand. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just set to telling telling people how generally ideas fall on others people's ears. Um, so if you have a good idea, really, it has to be you that implements that good idea because nobody's right. going to do it as well as you do. And if you've got the drive, right, you should so, do it. Um, I, you know, that's that's it's, kind of the way it is. It it shows up. 
um, for people as you're telling them what to do and you're not yes. doing it yourself. So right. It's, well, it's my, easy you know, to it, sit there and critique. Right. Absolutely. I had some guy, uh, you know, it's been a few, quite a few months. It was during the Ron Paul campaign. It's like, well, the Free State Project's so great. How come Ron Paul didn't get more than percent in New Hampshire? Because you weren't here helping. That's right. why. Because people like you sat on their fat duffs in Arizona or wherever you are, and they didn't move. And you didn't get up here, and you didn't do what it took to get Ron Paul elected. We how, tried our very best here. Well, Ron how, Paul had a sign on every corner. You can believe he that. He did better here than as than far any as place votes, else. Um, as far as votes in a primary yep. than any place else. He did. Now, so. certainly there were uh, caucuses that he did better at, but caucuses are a different thing. Yes. They aren't the same as a primary. So comparing apples to he apples, be, Ron Paul did every the, primary um, that's, that counted, essentially. There were primaries yeah. that after you know afterwards that didn't count anymore, essentially, that he did well in, I think, one or two. But it, w- we were the highest. We, as in New Hampshire. Yeah, we being the state of New Hampshire. We continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to, I believe we have, Tony on the line in California on the amp line. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind, Tony? I've got a joke for you guys, okay? Uh, Now, how do you know a county in California is completely dead broke? Good question. (laughs) It's when they they stop prosecuting people. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, I live in uh, Contra Costa County in California, and uh, because they they pretty much run out of money, they've stopped prosecuting most minor traffic violations, most infractions. Wow. Yeah. And so a does lot that, of wait, wait, Now, you said uh, traffic violations. Does that mean if you choose to fight your traffic ticket? You automatically win? You automatically win? Yes, you automatically win. <laughs> but you can still send your money in. Uh, yeah, it, well, if you agree to pay it, well, I mean, obviously you still pay it, but yeah. uh, what they did is they told uh, police departments, too, they said if a guy comes in and, or, you know, if you cap- catch a guy committing a felony, or not a felony, a misdemeanor, uh, like a theft, assault, um, some burglaries, don't even bother sending in the paperwork because it will never go to court. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. that people uh, that are involving in themselves in theft probably should be investigated and made to pay restitution. But nonetheless, it's certainly good that they're going to start leaving people alone who are running stop signs and stuff like that. Although I guess they won't leave them alone necessarily. They're going to still ticket you. But if you know better, you can get out of it. That's good stuff. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. The show is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to get back to your calls here in just a moment, but I want to bring something back around from what we were discussing last hour. We had Seth call in. He's, I believe, the membership coordinator for the Free State Project. Of course, if you listened to the show before, you know that we're members of the Free State Project. Even once, even briefly. Yep. Uh, we have moved to New Hampshire from our home state of Florida uh, to make New Hampshire our new home state because there's a movement of liberty-loving people from across the country and around the world that are all converging on the same plot of uh, geographic location, same plot of land, and that is New Hampshire. And so head over to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. But if you're into the whole idea of the Free State Project and you want to see this concept promoted, 
there's this television show that's not really on television yet. It's called Freedom Watch, and it's on the Fox News Internet channel. And apparently the Fox News Internet division is populated by libertarians. Interesting. I don't know about the rest of, of Fox News, but uh, there must be at least a handful of libertarians involved over there because this but, is the most liberty-oriented TV program besides John Stossel and Penn Teller, Penn and Teller, that I've ever seen. But liber- libertarians that uh, live in uh, Washington, D.C. or New York tend to be very difficult to pry out of their uh, their worlds. The uh, beltway mentality right, for they, DC. You know, the, the idea is is that you know we're going to use whatever methods that we're using to uh, you know to to spread liberty, which are the same methods that have been used all along. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I don't think Freedom Watch is the same more more of the same old same old. I think it's a very exciting show, and I hope it gets on Fox uh, you know regular uh, you know regularly. And I, I as a matter of fact, I hope Fox opens a whole new channel that's all liberty oriented content. But um, you know, you know, it's it can be difficult for people like that to look at something like the Free State Project and say, "Oh, this sounds like a bunch of militia guys moving up to the woods to walk around with their guns." No, 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 that's not what it is. So what we're trying to do here is use our uh, whatever marginal level of influence we have in the Liberty Movement, which I don't know, it's yeah. not that much. Uh, but <laughs> nobody's calling me to ask me for favors. I can yeah, tell you that we've got a few listeners, and oh, we've got listeners. Some of you might be interested in in helping promote not only the Free State Project but also our friend Sam, who we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks now on this show. Uh, normally he's here on a night like tonight, co-hosting with us, but he's not able to be because he's behind bars because he had the courage to continue recording with his video camera in a court uh, public court lobby when he was ordered to stop by the bailiffs who were clearly issuing unconstitutional orders and so he's sitting in jail as a as a result of that and so what happened last hour was seth called in from the free state project to promote the idea of getting some of these topics on this freedom watch show this tv show this uh, internet show that is very widely consumed i think they claimed on a recent episode that they had a hundred thousand downloads for one of their shows. Gosh. Now, by comparison, I think Free Talk Live's getting like five. You get a hundred thousand downloads in a month. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. We get a hundred thousand in a month, basically. So these guys get more on one show than we do in an entire month. So it would be a really great idea to get whatever it is we're promoting onto that show. And obviously, we want to help Sam out, who's in behind bars right now. And so the problem was, I was confused before about there's there's this voting thing that they have with Freedom Watch where you can vote on guests that you want to have on their show. And somebody called in to say, well, we want to get Sam on there because of the right to record. And that's what Sam's all about is, you know, the right to record or that current Sam's current issue is, is the right to record in allegedly public places. And I went, I looked for the right to record. and I couldn't find it. And then you said it's at the top of the page. This is not at the top of the page. And the, what it turns out is there's two different voting lists. There's one where you can vote on the guests on the show. Sam's not on that list. There's another one where you vote on the topics for the show. And so I've gone ahead and created a second link for you. If you want to vote on the topics for Freedom Watch, go to Act 2, A-C-T and the number 2, dot freetalklive.com. If you want to vote on the guests they should have on the show, like Jason Sorens from the Free State Project, go to act.freetalklive.com. So two quick, easy links to allow you to go and participate in this poll and help push up things that you're more interested in. Hopefully that will be Sam and uh, the right yeah. to record. And Likely the, if you're listening to this show, it's qu- quite possible that you're interested in some of the similar things. That so, we're so we're leveraging uh, the activist movement here. So act.freetalklive.com and act2, 
www.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, so hopefully that'll help get the word out about Sam even further. Let's talk to Livewire in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Livewire. Hey, how's it going? What's uh, on your mind? I, if I remember correctly from this past Saturday evening, uh, one of y'all put forth a sort of challenge to have a debate on theology, and I would like to be uh, a one-sided or a, a, a side of the theological debate that would take place. So in that regard, first of all, I, I'm, is, is it Sam who is in prison? Sam uh, is in jail, yes. Pr- yeah, we're, we're going to say a prayer, or at least I'm going to say a prayer in Jesus' name, that he get a much earlier release than whatever they're telling him he's going to get. It. In fact, hopefully he would get it this evening at midnight or something. But anyway, so uh, my debate is the resurrection, which took place about 2009 years ago, and the part in it and the beauty the what in it? and the resurrection. You said, and the something in it, you, you cut out a little bit. Oh, the po- I'm sorry, the power. It, uh, how powerful it is, because, you know, how powerful, it's so powerful that people get aggravated with it and don't want to uh, debate it or say it didn't happen, but it did happen. <laughs> ding, uh, ding, ding. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, you know, I feel so bad about the uh, the argument that I think it was Monday night that I got in with, mm-hmm. a, uh, with a gentleman. It wasn't an argument, um, um, really, because he would have to argue in order for it to have been an argument. It was just me attacking some young man for his, uh, his religious beliefs. I felt so badly about it that, uh, you know, I'm not going to engage. Um, Livewire, I, I hope your religion uh, is, is good for you, and I hope it makes you peaceful. I'll say a prayer for Sam. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. On most days, you can get me to engage on that topic. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one that really sets me off. I'm bitter, no doubt. You haven't had enough uh, caffeine tonight, I yeah, guess, right? I'm, you know, I'm, I need therapy. 1-800-259-9231. When, there's a good news in the, when there is good news, we will do our best to bring it to you. And this isn't a news show, so you can't expect us to do anything in regards to news. Well, because we talk about news. Right. Well, no, but it's a show about your calls. I mean, primarily, if you call in and talk about a news item, then we'll talk about that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's a crapshoot as to what we end up discussing. It could be life tips. Uh, it could be news. In this case, it is a little news. And it's from Florida. Riviera Beach, SunSentinel.com reporting, drop that ordinance and your pants, if you consider it fashionable. Palm Beach County Judge Laura Johnson ruled on Wednesday the judge overturned Riviera Beach's saggy pants ordinance which had prohibited anyone from wearing pants below the waist, exposing skin or underwear. I don't particularly like that fashion. It uh, it bugs me. I think it's retarded, personally. I think it's just it was one of the most asinine, uh, dumb-looking fashions that I've seen in a long time. And it's been around for a long time, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it's been around a long time. Uh, but for whatever reason, people like to do that. The, young, the youngsters, the kids these days... They like to wear their pants, some of them do at least, uh, around their ankles and uh, or, or thereabouts. And apparently some of the young ladies like it. Obviously. Well, they're, they're limited, right? They, gotta date, they, have to date, <laughs> they have to generally date uh, men in their age bracket. Um, it's, some of them will get uh, thrown into jail if they date women uh, too, too young or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So um, they have to date men in their age bracket. And uh, if, if a certain number of those men have uh, pants around their butts, what are they going to do, right? It's about 50-50, males and females. 
Wait, the females wear their pants around their butts too? Oh, some of them. I've do, never seen that. But no, um, I, I, what I'm saying is that girls are sort of limited, right? They have to. Yeah. The problem with being a teenage girl is you have to date teenage guys, right? Right. Yeah. Well, what are what are your options? The guy with the pants around his uh, his knees, or you know, the guy with the pocket protector? Actually, do kids have pocket protectors these days? No, I think that would be uh, <laughs> that, that would just sort of be a uh, you know a badge of I'm trying to be a nerd. What about the uh, what about I'm pretending to be? What a about nerd. the emo kids? There's them. Yeah, right? they, what, what they are wear the, the girls' jeans. I really don't like that either. What but are, I'm old, right? I like I don't like any of it. But we're talking about the women here. What are the women? What are the women's options? We're not talking about your options, Mark. What, what to wear? No, the women's to, to, what, to date. What, to date. To, to, what kind of guys can they choose to spend their time with in their age range? So what are the what are the stereotypes of teenagers today, Mark? Uh, the, well, are the goths still out there? Or are they kind of fading out? Are goths out? and emos pretty much the same thing? They are from, they are they are in my world. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, aren't the emos kind of the new goth? Basically, somebody's somebody who's in the uh, oh, Generation God, Y don't. needs to call in and straighten us out on this. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I haven't been on a school campus in quite a long time, so I, I'm getting I'm in jail if you do. Bit out of uh, out of touch. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and the features include live streams. We've got a broadband version, a dial-up version, and even a webcam, all free for you. And all you need to do is go to listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You can go over there and get a free account today at privacyharbor.com. 1-800-259-9231. You dial in and talk about anything as we talk about conflict of interest. And we've pointed out before on this program how it is that when you're in the government's courts, it's inherent that there's a conflict of interest. Everybody who's standing in that, uh, you know, in the one side of the bar there, except for you, is getting a paycheck from the government. That's all true. Uh, and I'm talking exclusively here about cases in which the government is bringing charges against you without having a victim, okay? I'm not talking about where if you actually hurt somebody and they bring you to court. I'm talking about where it's the state of New Hampshire or whatever, state of blah, 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 versus you for drug possession, speeding ticket, some supposed crime that doesn't actually involve a damaged party or victim. So in those cases, it's clear there's a conflict of interest. Uh, around here, the police prosecutor is a, an actual cop. So not only is he the prosecutor, but he's also a cop. And, of course, the judge works for the same, uh, the same p- company, for lack of a better term, the same bureau- uh, bureaucracy, corporation. same corporation, the, the state of New Hampshire. They all work for the same organization. How anybody could look at that setup and say that, well, you're going to get justice. This is the best justice system in the world. And maybe that's true, but that's not saying much. It's like saying it's the best system of cancer in the world. And so there's conflict of interest all over the place. But from time to time, the conflict of interest just becomes so blatant, not even the mainstream media can ignore it. And in this case, Wired Magazine is reporting on the Pirate Bay case. Did you hear about this one yet, Mark? The Pirate Bay case? Of course. 
The conflict of interest part? No. Okay. Well, the Pirate Bay is, if you don't know, a website that is still in operation and probably will never die at this point because it's so infamous and so world-renowned. Thepiratebay.org is their webpage. And if you go there, you find torrent files. Now, torrents are... The best way to describe these would be sort of roadmaps to files that could be legal or maybe not. Right. Could be uh, anything. Torrents inherently are not legal or illegal. Torrents are just a roadmap to any file on the Internet that is being hosted by individuals all across the Internet. So, as an example, Free Talk Live offers month-long, um, an entire month folder full of archives, Free Talk Live archives, 700-something megabytes worth of archives in one torrent, okay? So you download this torrent. It's really small. The torrent itself is tiny, but the torrent tells your computer where it needs to go on the Internet to receive the files in question. So that's basically how torrents work. And the Pirate Bay is, is it's a collection of torrents. So you can go there, and if there's a new movie that's uh, that's out that you wanted to sample before you actually purchased it... Whether it's copyrighted or not, copyrighted can, or not. You can find it on the Pirate Bay. Or music or whatever. And and again, it's not all illegal stuff. You can find Free Talk Live on the, all on the kind, Pirate Bay. Absolutely. It's all kinds of things that people you know have and wish to share. So, because some of the content on the Pirate Bay leads to files that are illegal or copyrighted or whatever, because of that, they went after the Pirate Bay because the Pirate Bay is the biggest website for this purpose on the internet there are and a lot of them but they're, they're, they're the sort biggest. of activists for this kind of thing too so they've, yes. they've, they've sort of raised a flag that said hey come after us and they did and they did and now uh, and they were convicted and are facing a year in jail and thousands upon thousands of dollars in fines to be paid to the motion picture association and uh, the recording industry of course they have no intention of doing that no they, and they've said that look we're not paying you screw you well, now, according to Wired.com, one of the four men convicted in the Pirate Bay trial is seeking to have his guilty verdict thrown out after learning that the judge in the trial is a member of two pro-copyright groups. Sounds like a conflict of Do interest Do I even to me. need to read the rest of this story? No. Uh, including the one, one group whose membership actually even includes entertainment industry representatives who argued in the case. This guy is so tied in with the entertainment industry and with its uh, copyright pushers. Well, that won't stop them from getting justice. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous? It is. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, uh, the judge in this case, Tomas Nordstrom, told a Swedish newspaper that his previously undisclosed entanglements with the copyright groups did not constitute a conflict no. of interest. The groups include the Swedish Association of Copyright, a discussion forum, Henrik Ponsen of the Swedish Anti-Piracy Bureau, Monique Vodsted, a motion picture industry lawyer, and Peter somebody from the recording industries, wherever. Our members of the organizations were largely responsible for pressing the case against the Pirate Bay before the judge that they're in the same organization with. He also sits on the board of the association, the Swedish Association for the Protection of Industrial Property. He's a board member. How 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 is it that this didn't get found out ahead of time? Is what I, I don't know. know. But and how he can look into a camera and say that there is no conflict of interest is is what's even most. That's the most amazing part about this to me. Personal justifications. The judge's links to the groups are reported by Swedish National Radio, and so the Court of Appeals will be deciding if the district court decision should be set aside and the case revisited. And it should. 
You're damn right it should, but mm. will it? Well, that's another question. Always a good question. Because if the Court of Appeals says, oh, no, it's no big deal, then what do you do? Oh, yeah, I guess you could take it up to the next court. Yeah. And if the next court says, oh, no problems here, then Which what do you do? They have plenty of times throughout uh, right. history in the United States. I don't know how things are in Sweden, but I suspect they're very similar. Right. They can do whatever they want to. And, you know, there's a chance, there's a, you know, microscopic chance that they'll actually go ahead and grant another trial. And maybe they'll actually win that uh, next, that next trial, or maybe they'll just go through the motions again and come out with the same verdict. So, I don't know, I'm not crossing my fingers for these guys or anything like that, but nonetheless, it's a very interesting observation about the level of corruption that you can pretty much expect the members of the government to have. You can you can count on it. And then if you're proven wrong, well, wow. that's one of those instances where you found somebody who's on the up and up, right? Somebody who is, or at least well, to your knowledge, Yeah, likely you up. just have to dig farther, um, but, you know, <laughs> sad. So there you have it there, uh, a quick update on the Pirate Bay story. And, of course, as the Pirate Bay founders have pointed out, they're not going down. They're not paying the fines. And the website isn't going anywhere. In fact, the website is even more bulletproof than it's been in the past. It's now located on servers that are across the world. So if one country were to decide to go and raid the servers where they've discovered that it's, it's operating from their country, there are another 10 or 20 or who knows how many mirror sites out there around the world that are uh, that are going to pop are, right in. are activists that, you know, they, they, they're standing for people's right to share their stuff. And it's a great example of decentralization, uh, the Pirate Bay, how the, how decentralized their organization is compared to the centralized governments, and how one website can outsmart the governments of the world. 1-800-259-9231, decentralization works. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial in toll-free, you can bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, those features include the bulletin board system, over 400,000 posts, a lot to talk about there, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with business support Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. Let's jump into the email box. Mark, you've got something you want to share. Yeah, we get this one uh, probably annually or biannually. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. This is from Chris. 
Hi, Mark. I was laboring over my slave forms, my tax return, for the year. I remembered hearing you once say on the show that while you do file an income tax uh, form with the IRS, you do not pay Social Security or self-employment or whatever they call it, which there's there's something different, and self-employment's on your income tax form, and Social Security's something different. I was just wondering if you would be at liberty to explain to me, um, do you simply not pay, or is it the law that actually requires it? Is there a loophole, or what's the deal? I'm not sure if it's a topic you guys want to cover on the show, but if you do, would sure. you mind pointing me at the episode when it's up? Otherwise, I'd uh, appreciate a little insight via email. I have no idea what the law says about Social Security. I don't know what any laws say, really. Uh, with the exception, yeah, I've read a little bit of the, you know, the I've read the little constitution. As, as far as I'm concerned, knowing as little as I do about the law, and then trying to research a law on the national level is probably more dangerous than not knowing at all. Because I, you know, my experience is when I go and look at laws that I don't have any idea what I'm looking at, and mm-hmm. I can misinterpret what I see. Right. So um, then I'll walk away thinking I know something that I don't. Well, because we, there are way, way. I mean, the the tax code itself is you know like three pallets of just pages God. upon pages of books. Yeah. You can't read – who can consume that and know what they're talking about? Well, and as we pointed out in the first hour of the show, if you believe you understand what the law is, then the judges will tell you something completely different, and it's their interpretation that matters, not yours. So I don't know what the law says. I'm not a lawyer. I don't think that uh, you should take our answers as anything but the opinions of a couple talk show hosts. And I don't think that lawyers know um, what the law is on uh, that specific That's issue true. either. Um, I think I don't think anybody can possibly know what the law is because there's so many. All you have to do is go go on the internet and look at uh, you know the laws that says you can't ride your horse backwards on Sunday, um, right. and you realize holy crap, there's so many laws out there that they just don't know what they're lo- they've got. So, yeah, I mean, you can't go on what anybody says about the law because how are you to know if they're right or not? And and what does it matter anyway? And that's really my point on this is what it doesn't matter to me what their rules say. What matters is the ability to make my own way in life and not have to give up percentage of the money that I earn to some federal gang or local gang or whoever. That's fine. In the case of the federal gang, it's easier than it is with the local gang to stop paying the federal gang. And so I just stopped paying. You waited until you saw some pay. Paperwork, well, though. that's fine for income tax, um, what you're saying. And, you know, the, well, we're you talking know, about Social Security. They'll put people in jail for that. But when it comes to Social Security, have you ever heard of anyone going to jail for no, not paying Social Security? never. I've certainly heard that preachers don't have to pay. But you and I saw a piece of paper that was handed to us by some guy at a you know, liberty function in Florida that we, mm-hmm. we both knew from you know, having meetings and seeing the guy. And it seems like credible. A, yeah, it seemed credible enough. Um, and... I believed the document that I saw. It certainly looked like a, you know, the letterhead of the local Social IRS Security. agent, yeah. uh, um, Social Security or whatever yeah. that was in Atlanta, and it said that no. We finally, he's, he had exchanged all kinds of letters, showed us all those letters, and it, it basically it finally said no. You do not have to pay Social Security, and that was from some chief Wahoo there. That was enough for me. To say, and you know, you didn't see the letters, so, you know, the, the, whoever's listening didn't see the letters, so if you don't feel like stopping to pay, paying Social Security as a result of that, that's fine. That's if keep you taking work, your money. If you work for a living, um, you, know, for, you know, for somebody else, if, you have a, if, if you're employed by someone else, if you punch a clock, you don't have the choice anyway. You probably can't stop, yeah. But if you're self-employed, you're voluntarily sending them the money. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that, you know, the Social Through Security that. Administration has, sends me that annual piece of paper that says how much I've paid in all along. They send that annually? I've only gotten one of those my whole life. They probably don't know where you are. When I was living in the same place? I don't I know the answer. One. I get mine annually. Okay. Okay? And it still comes up with zeros. Mm. Um, and they haven't said... Hey. They haven't sent me any letter that said, yeah. hey, you're not paying uh, your Social Security anymore. 
So as far as I can tell, Social Security is a voluntary program. If it's not voluntary, it at least doesn't seem to have any punishments for people not paying. I'm certainly looking yeah. uh, for the, that story, and I've never found it. They've got my ten grand, and that's enough. Yep. I paid in for 10 years. Believe it or not, um, I, I, I have enough now that I will get some kind of, you know, enough to buy a, a fruit cup or something every <laughs> month uh, from the Social Security Administration. With the hyperinflation fruit cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the story. On uh, So the answer is it's doable. The yep. answer is that uh, we've now been I, – I don't remember the last time I paid Social Security. It must have been back when I was working for somebody on a corporate kind of paycheck level. must have been – Six years at least that I haven't been paying, perhaps mm-hmm. perhaps longer than that, and no problems, no problems whatsoever. So I highly recommend it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Other emails. Here's one from Christopher. He says I was having a discussion with one of the other members on a forum today, and a topic of slander came up. Now I consider slander, says Chris. I consider slander to be in violation of the non-aggression principle. Now, Mark, what's the non-aggression principle? Um, that you will not, uh, you know, use physical. Uh, you will not use force, um, either for yourself or through an agent, um, to achieve personal or political goals. You will not initiate force yes. on others. You will not aggress against your neighbors. And he says that uh, he says he believes slander is a violation of the non-aggression principle, but the guy in the forum does not. Slander, he says, is a violation of the NAP because as it is a lie made in order to damage someone's reputation and as such should be considered a form of fraud. Fraud is generally considered to a substitute of force and is such or as such is forbidden. I'd like to hear what you think. Um, I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take his side in this one. I know you're going to take the other. <laughs> um, I, there's an interesting essay, uh, by Walter Block, um, in his book, I believe it's, um, uh, you know, defending the undefendable, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking about slander and libel and, you know, it, it, I, I agree when I read it, but I am of the opinion that slander is fraud and therefore it's force. I thought fraud involved... It should be only civilly, um, you know, enactable. The problem is, is that you have to be able to quantify what the damages are, right? I thought fraud involved essentially purporting something to be one thing and it actually being the other for the purposes of essentially profit. Isn't that typically what fraud involves to where you're, you know, offering to sell somebody uh, some beef... But it's expired, and no. you don't tell them it's expired. It's actually, horse or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't tell them the truth about it, and so therefore you have, uh, you know, they, you, or they asked you, "What is this?" And you said, "Well, it's blah blah blah," and you lied to them. Well, then you're engaging in fraud, and there are some, there are some damages because uh, some, some fina- uh, financial resources were lost in that particular moment. But if I get on the air and I say you're a fag, Mark, and it's not true. That is slander, and it actually li- it could be libel because we're recording this right, right. now. But but uh, but you know, I, it's I just think, because it hurts your feelings, and somebody might believe what I say. Right, I, I, sticks and stones, that's, my friend. That's something different. Um, I don't think that's entirely slanderous. Uh, now, saying that I'm a fag is just insulting. All right. Now, there's a difference. Okay. Between, well, insulting. how about I say I saw you uh, I engaging saw in a you sex s- act? Uh, well, okay. Um, with a, ma- with another man. 
okay, then that would be, yeah, I suppose that would be uh, slanderous. Uh, to me, something, it would be, you know, I, I, I would find, uh, you know, that for one, what that says, it's value judgment um, by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people would find that not to be, you know, no problem at all. Other people would find it to be abhorrent. Whereas if you were to say that I, I stole money from someone, look, I know, Mark, you stole that $100 from me. Now you're to me you're getting in you know everybody thinks stealing's bad even thieves depends. think think stealing is bad as long it's, as it's not them doing it But if you've got a homeless man on the side of the road who's screaming out about how he saw you steal some money from someone nobody's going to take the homeless man seriously That much is true versus if you're on a radio show saying something bad about somebody we'll come back and uh, dig into slander here in a bit and take your calls about anything free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show at promote.freetalklive.com. All kinds of different things are listed there that you can do to help get this show into more ears and help expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. See the list for yourself and pick one or two or five. Promote.freetalklive.com. Talking about slander. And the question is from an email where the emailer is asking, okay, is slander a violation of the non-aggression principle? Is it aggressive to say, or it, whether it's aggressive or not, does it deserve restitution when somebody says something mean about you that may not be true? That's what slander is, yeah. right? It's when someone says something mean, and it hurts your feelings, and it's not true, and the, 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 you can take it to court and usually get a judgment, if you're lucky. Well, yeah, actually, slander, slander and libel laws are extraordinarily difficult to prosecute. Um, I, you know, I've, More difficult against uh, public personalities than, uh, than look, even regular a, people. Even against regular people. It's just not easy, man. Um, I, I, you know, had the, I, I had dead to rights some guy uh, you know, saying that I committed a particular felony. Um, I brought it to an, uh, two different attorneys, and both of them said, um, yeah, I'm not going to take your money on this one, man. Wow. Hmm. Now you understand? Well, good. You're I'm glad. A, you're getting a picture? I'm glad <laughs> to hear that it's difficult to make happen even in, in today's society because I think that if somebody says something about you and it's not true, then you could just you should just do whatever you can to correct that misunderstanding. But I don't think you deserve to get anything because your feelings got hurt by what somebody said about well, you. Well, I don't think that it's necessarily your feelings. The idea is is that your personal reputation is of value. Um, people, people do business with me. Um, as the you know the, the director of sales for Free Talk Live, in part because they trust what I say to them, mm-hmm. and then if for some reason uh, or another, and it's not usually um, somebody who's you know beneath you in social status making a claim uh, like that, you know some bum saying he's a thief. Yeah, you know, that's not the problem. Someone who's threatened by you, right? Well, you know, when when it's your peer, usually they they have a similar amount of power and influence as you do. It can be damaging, no doubt. But when it's somebody who, in some way or another, is somehow superior to you, calling you a thief or um, you know, saying something bad about you, that it it can really be damaging for a person. It can make it very difficult for them. But that's only because people would be gullible enough to believe what that other person said. That right? person would be is, is superior for some reason. Are you saying that good men don't mis- make mistakes, Ian? 
Sure they do. Absolutely. Who has Can it? that good man make a mistake by besmirching my name? Because he probably honestly believes I stole his cow or whatever it yeah, is maybe. that, that the, the accusation is. But his... Um, his uh, you know, accusation of me, uh, you know, somebody who's beneath him, his inferior, as it were, is going to be very damaging to my career. Could be very damaging to my career. Well, I think people need to start taking things a, a little less seriously when other people say I think people need them. to be held responsible for the crap they say, and they need to be able to back it up with truth and facts. So you are don't against you, freedom of speech. Don't you think? Absolutely. You can say whatever the hell you want, but if you cause damage with the things you say, then you need to be able to, you, Words you need don't to cause make damage. the person right. Words don't cause damage. They what do. you're saying here, Mark, is that because some people believe everything they hear, that therefore you are, you're owed some sort of restitution because someone said something mean about you. You. Oh, That's lame. Look, let's let's look uh, look at this from some kind of real world uh, situation here, or something that I um, that can be made up. For instance, if um, you know somebody's looking at my property, they're getting ready to make a uh, make an offer on that property. The next mm-hmm. door neighbor comes out, and this happened when my mother was looking for looking at a piece of property. The next door neighbor came out and said they don't allow dogs in this uh, this area. And we, uh, you know, we look around, there are dogs everywhere. But it, the guy said it, right? Okay. So what if he comes out, he doesn't want that guy, for whatever reason, a black person's looking at my property. And he says, hey, you know, there was a chemical spill here um, in these, this area and this property, uh, super fun, da, 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 da. And it causes that person, for whatever reason, to, to just look at the next house. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that that isn't some kind of damage? Well, it's their choice, though, Mark. They Who's chose choice? to believe. They chose to believe that person. They chose to believe that person and not go to you and say, "Hey, so and so just told me this. Is that true?" Well, and, 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 so do you trust somebody sloppy? That means all of a sudden you deserve uh, you deserve damages. Well, it doesn't. You see, um, in that situation, there's one person who has a clear uh, um, ability to benefit by telling a lie, and that would be the property owner. Um, whereas the person next door doesn't have a clear reason to lie. You know, well, they, they didn't look like a bigot. Do you see the problem there, Ian? The fact is, words are damaging. You can say something that costs people money, and people who are buying and people Only who are they selling, believe them. people are buy, they believe buyers have a said. tendency to be very skittish. If look, if a person is making a commitment that. of thirty or forty years on a uh, mortgage, and they can be scared off by a few words, if they, oh, well, it's all I have to do is put a couple grand down and I can have an apartment, or I'm, you know, signing a piece of paper for a quarter million dollars to move in here. Yeah, I'm going to think about this very seriously, and when somebody gives me a piece of bad news like that, I'm going to look at that. But, you know, the people are being shown several houses in a day. The, the fact is, it's damaging, Ian. Well, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, so says uh, the saying of children who are so much wiser than their elders. This from Ken Schooland over at Libertarian.to. But as young people grow up, they learn that there are laws at their command that can be used to bring sticks and stones down upon people who say bad things about them. To most grown-ups, a reputation is generally thought to be a piece of property, something they own. You have a reputation, and I have a reputation. But is a reputation really personal property, or is it merely the thoughts that others have about us? If it's merely the thoughts that others have, then how can we have a property claim on what those others think? Laws that presume to protect reputations are libel and slander laws. And in order to understand the nature of these laws, it's helpful to realize that they're rooted in an era when kings and nobles used the state apparatus to punish people who said things that were unflattering about them. From time to time, kings and nobles have drawn upon great power to prosecute some poor souls who dared to call them murderers and thieves instead of God's chosen elite who are destined to rule by divine right and heredity. (laughs) 
Now, just as common were provisions of law that gave rulers sovereign immunity from anything that they would say about the reputation of the peasants. As a vestige of this immunity, I don't think that that anybody is disputing that those um, those in the government and those in power um, often, you know, pass laws to protect themselves and and that they're on, you know, the positions are unfair. I have no doubt of of that. And and government officials in many lands today are indeed shielded from libel and slander laws when discharging their official duties. Now, is the purpose of libel law really to assure citizens of the truth of public statements? If the establishment of truth was really the purpose of such laws, then it would be logical that some injured party should be able to sue whether a false statement either damaged or enhanced a reputation unjustly. It's commonly accepted accepted that the reputation of a hero is damaged if someone calls him or her a thief. But certainly the public is harmed just as much, if not more so, when a thief is called a hero. Which, of course, happens a lot. Government people are typically called heroes when, effectively, they're just glorified thieves. And But suing for false praise is usually not allowed. And Indeed, false praise seems essential to contemporary politics. Absolutely true. So which reputations are protected by the law? Well, naturally, the law has been the handmaiden of those with the wealth nece- uh, necessary to engage the legal system most effectively. Absolutely. The, the, you, know, there's, uh, you know, all men are created equal, but some are more equal than others. And the fact is that the legal system is set up by wealthy people for wealthy people. Wealth figures into the calculation of what a reputation is worth and simultaneously how much damage has been sustained. Presumably everyone has a reputation, but it is of no great legal value unless one can show that libelous remarks have caused great measurable diminution to income and wealth. Also, the more mental anguish someone suffers, the more they might seek in damages. Stalwart individuals with great confidence and self-esteem who don't care what others think of them have little to gain in the courts. Instead, it's the frail and insecure personalities known on the playground as crybabies who will be able to claim <laughs> the most in emotional damage. I, well, I'm not really yeah, emotional damage. I, I, I think that that's, there's, there's a stretch on that. But that's where that. it comes from, right? You feel bad because of what somebody I said about you. I feel bad because the buyer of my house walked away because my neighbor lied to him and told him it was a toxic waste dump. I understand that, Mark, and I feel bad for you, but people need to start not trusting it, what it is that people say to them and actually it, questioning it. That guy diminished the value of my property by driving away a buyer. Should I not be able to diminish the value of his property in some way? If you feel like retaliation is the appropriate way to solve your problems, I'm asking, Mark... I'm asking you what's legitimate, what you consider right. I consider working things out with people and communicating the best way to get things done. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so when somebody uh, you know lies about your property and and then refuses to give you some kind of damages for the damage that they caused, how much damage did they cause, Mark? They drove away a buyer. That buyer. So might, uh, how do you calculate that? Uh, I can tell you. Uh, I had uh, recently in Sarasota, Florida. I had uh, you know a situation with uh, three months. Three months that I had my property that I was headed up for sale. Prior to that, I had a uh, lease. For fifteen hundred dollars a month, then after that, I could only get a thousand because property values are going down so much mm-hmm. there. So there's a, a few short months. Month. There's some damages. All right. Well, we're out of time. You're welcome to comment on this tomorrow night. And in the meantime, join us online at freetalklive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. 
When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712.